Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we are bringing you the second part of our discussion on the top 10 things we recommend for postpartum healing. Now, these are not necessarily your standard answers, such as long pads and mesh underwear. We put some thought into the not so obvious things that help both of us as we recovered from birth. We also want to mention that with this episode, we have a free download on our website, bestlifemomsclub.com. So head on over there and make sure you print it out. Helping new moms like you is what we are here to do. So if you have some questions or an idea for an episode, please send us a message. We love your questions because if you have a question or you're uncertain about something, we know that there are other pregnant women out there who are wondering about the same thing. We're here to share our experience to help you feel confident, supported, and empowered in motherhood. With that, here's the episode. So what's next on your list? Okay, so my next one is witch hazel. I love witch hazel so much for postpartum and then even just kind of everyday life. But I love, love, love witch hazel. So with witch hazel, it does so many things. It helps with swelling. So how I use it is I just soak a pad and just use it that way. And it feels so nice. And so just like I would soak my pad. I know a lot of people who make padsicles will use witch hazel like in their padsicle. So it's frozen as well. I think that probably feels amazing. This time around, I uh, used it in my peri bottle and was just spraying it just to get a little bit more accuracy or a general spray, I guess you could say, not so much accuracy, but for reach, just fine, getting it covered everywhere. But witch hazel helps with like your, your vaginal swelling, fights bacteria, it can, which then, you know, prevents infection. Uh, it can stop like very minor bleeding, like minor, minor bleeding. It can help with hemorrhoids. So uh, it can help with just general pain. One thing to keep in mind, and I made this mistake was, so I ordered witch hazel and I ordered it from a company. And then I was like, hmm, it was, it was witch hazel as an astringent and everything on the back said like for your face, because you can use it as an astringent and a toner. And that's great for beauty. But I was like, I don't know if I want to use this because I was looking, I was like, there's alcohol in this. And then I looked into it. And so there's two types of witch hazel. There's witch hazel, the astringent, which has alcohol in it. And then there's witch hazel distillate, which means it's distilled and it's 99% alcohol free. That is the one that you need. So I called the, the company and I was like, 
um, I need to return this because I need it for, I need the distillate because I, but it was my mistake. And they were like, oh, you will send it to you. You keep the other stuff. So I still have the other stuff. Very nice company. The distillate, super, super important to get the 99% alcohol free because you don't want anything with alcohol touching your tender, tender lady bits and like stitches. Um, so, but which, which hazel I use for everything, even with the kids, I still use, like, I'll put it on, um, you know, mosquito bites to take, um, the sting out or like the itch out of stuff. You can put it on sunburns to kind of take the burn out a little bit, like the stinging part of the sunburn, like the heat. The kids now will be like, I need some witch hazel. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to do anything, but it makes you feel better. So like, and they're like, oh, it feels so much better. I'm like, yeah, I know you do. But witch hazel, I love is just, I like the smell of it too. So that's just me personally, but uh, I could not live without witch hazel. And it's one of those things that I give in my like postpartum recovery or like welcome to motherhood gift to like a new mom like a friend of mine, like any friend who's having a baby for the first time, I do like a recovery, like gift bag and a bottle of witch hazel is always in it. So I it's love funny. it. I've never used witch hazel, but now I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Maybe the kids will like it, but because I had a C-section, right? Like I didn't need the, the uh, pad sickles or anything like that. So like it, I didn't need it for a C-section. Yeah. Like I had, you, well, you know, we've talked about how I was not prepared in any way, shape or form for uh, Freya, but orphan, but I had bought the witch hazel with the plan to make those padsicles. And then Freya came early. I never used, did it. So then I was like, well, I'm still going to use it. So I just started like soaking my pad and using my pad then like, so I'd go to the bathroom and I put a fresh pad in and then I would just soak it with witch hazel and I'd just tuck it up and I'd go on about my day. And it was just like constant, um, soothing and helping with because well, it does, it does the same thing, right? It's well, just, yeah. it wasn't frozen. It's like the lazy person's padsicle. That's exactly <laughs> it. And it's like perfect for me because I clearly don't prepare in any way, shape or form. And I am lazy. I'm going to admit I am like, I'm not, I'm not, oh, you're not. so like, I am. I'll admit, like, it seems like a lot of work to like take the time to make a padsicle, even though they're easy. It's just like, oh, I don't know. I wasn't mo- clearly. I was not motivated enough. I know people love it, and I love the idea of it. Witch hazel doused onto a pad and then just being worn wet does the same thing, and it doesn't feel weird that it's wet. I know, like, because I was like, oh, this might be weird, but I loved it. It felt great. Then all you have to do is go to your freezer and get one of your gel packs and shove it down your pants. And there you go. Yeah. Don't shove it down <laughs> your pants though. Like just sit on it with your, with your, like your, whatever pants you're wearing. Cause you want to, oh, yeah, yeah. layer. but yeah, yeah, there you have like a two part. <laughs> that works. That's a goal. But yeah, witch hazel love, love. And I use it all the time, even outside of postpartum care. So next on my list, I've got meal train. So I've talked about this in other podcast episodes. You love meal train. Yeah, I love it. It was the best. It was a friend of mine who set it up for me with Caroline. I didn't have it for the boys. And it was amazing because what it did was people could just sign up to bring us a hot meal, like a complete hot meal uh, a few times a week. So then I didn't have to worry about making anything. I didn't even have to have freezer meals, although you always have a couple in the freezer. 
And then like if someone brought a meal, like just randomly that wasn't part of the meal train, it would just kind of fill in the the other days. But it was a huge lifesaver because I would have these nutritious meals that were really good that I didn't have to cook. So it was awesome. Well, and you know what? You have talked about it so much and talked up the meal train that like we even have some moms in our mommy mentorship program who have said that they used the meal train and that it was, they loved it and it was a lifesaver. And so like they have taken your advice on the meal train and they are singing its praises too. Yeah, it really is amazing. And I know the friend who set it up for me, she had someone set it up for her. So it's it's the domino effect, right? Like it's so awesome that you want to set it up for your friends and then they like it. So they end up setting it up for other people too. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. It was definitely a huge lifesaver. And it was one last thing I had to think about while I recovered. Yeah, I had something similar, not necessarily formal as in like consistent meal being, food being brought, but I had the prepared meals idea. Like I had, um, we had, a set of friends who made a ton of individually packed meals and brought them over so that we could take to the hospital. And I think, and they, they were mason jars. So that was really great. And I'm pretty sure we still have some in the freezer because <laughs> we didn't eat all of them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's See? still some stuff in the, the freezer. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So what's next on your list? Um, okay. So my next one is a sits bath. And I, I heard about like the sits bath from my aunt actually, because my aunt, I remember my aunt doing it after she had my cousin and then it didn't really stick with me. And then I think it was, it was after Freya. This is one thing that one of the nurses told me in the hospital, not my postpartum nurse, because apparently she was MIA. um, But one of the nurses in the nursery, she was like, did you get any stitches? And I said, yeah, I think I have one stitch. And she was like, ah, still, still stitch. So she said, make sure you have a sits bath. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So what it is, is it, well, sits is like a German word for sit, but it's a bath that you sit in and it's only waist deep. So you don't have to get fully naked for, I guess you could, if you wanted, but you might get a little cold. Um, but it, so it's just to your waist and it's warm water or cold. I have heard that some women like to sit in the cold because it helps with swelling, but warm water, but not hot water. Again, just like the hot water in the peri bottle, it's not something you want. And it just, it helps with stitches. It, you know, keeps you clean when you have stitches. So like the kind of the key is like to help with the, is with stitches, whether you have one or if you have 40, God forbid. Oh my goodness. Those poor women who have fourth degree tears. These sits baths, you sit in them for like max 20 minutes and it just keeps your stitches moist because there's nothing worse than a drying out stitch that like gets really itchy and like you can feel and you don't want to, obviously you don't want to scratch it. So it's super uncomfortable if your stitches get dry. And uh, so this bath will keep them moist and it kind of just eases healing. You can add Epsom salts. I have one, it was kind of gifted to me and it is uh, Epsom salts for sits bath that had obviously Epsom salts. It had some lavender, some chamomile in it. Um, and it was just like all these relaxing little things for extra relief. You could add witch hazel. I have not, but I can't see anything wrong with that. So it helps with stitches. It eases just general soreness and like from just all the stretching and like giving birth. 
It can, if you've torn, it can kind of eases the pain of t- the tears. It can improve, it will improve blood flow to it. It just improves blood flow to the perineum, which is like the area between your, your labia and your anus, which is where most common tearing happens. Yeah. It promotes healing. It keeps things clean. So then it reduces the risk of like infections. You can do it in a bathtub, um, but there's also these like little basins that you can add as an attachment to a toilet, apparently, so that you don't even have to get fully undressed and you just kind of sit on the toilet. So it could be more comfortable for, you know, if you had a really rough birth, I would guess that it, instead of like having to climb into a bath in and out of a bathtub. So a sits bath is just like relaxing. It eases the stitches, pain and the swelling and keeps it clean and but don't go with the hot water because the hot water hurts. I do know that from experience oh, as well as the Perry bottle from the sits bath as well. Cause I was like, Ooh, a bath. I'm going to ha- sit in the bath. And I was like, Oh God, no, I'm not. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> well, uh, the sits bath is something that you don't have to do if you have a C-section, right? No. So like I, I didn't end up doing a sits bath cause it didn't apply to me, but definitely I know lots of people who've had vaginal births who've done the sits bath thing and they yeah. said it really helped. I think it's a super like old tradition or something. It's kind of, you know, it's something that has lasted through time because it's, it, it works and it helps. And like, you can find products to like add in. I know you can, I, I've seen products, you know, that are labeled specific for sits bath and they probably have those extra, like, you know, chamomile, lavender, um, that like mine had. And, but you can also just use just regular Epsom salts. That'll that will make it that will help as well so last on my list i've got regularly take your medication so this applies for uh c-section but also if you had a vaginal birth and you tore a lot and they recommended medication um, make sure that you take your medication at the next interval so like for a c-section i always set my phone so that the alarm would go. So I would remember to take my medication because you need to stay ahead of the pain instead of falling behind because then you can't really catch up. So definitely regularly take your medication if you're having a C-section and if you've got some really bad tearing and they've recommended that you take medication, stay on top of that as well. Well, it's not even for tearing though. Like I will say, I know for me, um, I was given with all three, no, two with Freya and Freya and Maeve because I was I stayed in the hospital obviously I was given Tylenol and Tylenol and is it Motrin yeah so I was given Tylenol and Motrin and just for general pain and like from not necessarily associated with tearing it was just general childbirth pain to help kind of ease recovery. And I, I would take it for the first day. Like I think for me, I took it for the first day and then I didn't really take anything after. And with Frey, I didn't either, but it's not just chart specific to tearing. Obviously yeah. if you have severe tearing, like it's a third or a fourth degree tear, or even a second degree tear, you might get something more to deal with the pain associated with that tearing. But like a first degree tear, like that I've had with Freya and Maeve, um, because I, I had, only a couple stitches with both of them or one stitch and then two stitches. It was just for general pain, discomfort and pain that goes along with, you know, giving birth. 
I know for some tearing, they'll give you like Tylenol threes, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But um, so, yeah, if you've got like a more severe tearing, but it's funny because they gave me Motrin and Tylenol as well. So I did morphine tablets, which was for the C-section, but they also gave me the Tylenol and the Motrin as well. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. After the morphine, like, it kind of eased off. No, even for when I was on the morphine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I could take that if I needed additional medication. I didn't. Hmm. Yeah. I just made sure that if they told me I could take the morphine tablets, I think every four to six hours. So I took it every four hours. Yeah. And then when I got home, I figured out how many tablets they gave me and I figured out how to wean myself off. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. But yes, absolutely. Taking your medication it, like on the earliest that you can and staying on top of your medication is, I can only imagine how important that is to help your body handle the trauma that it's gone through to recover like in its best way possible. Because when you're in pain, in any pain, childbirth or not, your body doesn't recover if you're, because when you're in pain, you're, you're in this heightened state of like fight, right? So, and you can't, you can't recover if you're in that state. So trying to ease that pain absolutely makes sense. So my last one is something that I discovered with Maeve and I am obsessed with it is high-waisted compression underwear. I love this. And this kind of goes along with your, your system um, your belly system that you had and kind of ties into that, which I didn't click into until you were explaining. It. I was like, Oh yeah, this kind of, so probably similar reasons why we like it. So I found, I got, I bought these postpartum high-waisted compression underwear and I was like, I'll try. I ordered one pair and I was like, I'll try it. Oh my goodness. I ended up buying more. I love, love, love them. I will probably wear them for quite a while, if not forever, just because they're extremely comfortable. They're high-waisted. So like, you know, right now my belly is still jiggly. I'm not going to lie. I've always had a jiggly belly. Like I'm not a thin, you know, like I'm not a super thin woman. I am curvy and I have a mom, a mom pouch. And, um, you know, eventually I do tighten up, but I, I'm not thin. So I always have some sort of jiggle going on. But right now I'm a little bit more jiggly than I usually am, I will say. Um, but uh, so like the high waist kind of goes up to my natural waist, right? So it's up to my natural waist. So it fits really nice. It kind of holds everything in, sucks, sucks some things in, but it also really supports my core and my lower back. And I just like that kind of, they're not, it's not, when I say compression, it's not like hardcore, like, like really sucking you in probably like the type of compression that you had with your system. These... No, it wasn't it wasn't like super sucky either it was no. it was more a supported feel so it sounds like it's similar yeah so it's supported so like and the ones that I have is like these ones are actually were designed with um c-section recovery in mind and it, the woman who designed them designed them for her c-section recovery so they are vaginal and c-section delivery friendly um but they support the tummy, your core and your lower back. And I just feel like just kind of secure and supported. And I just, they're really, really comfortable. They're actually really pretty. They're black. 
And then they have the compression comes from like bands of black velvet for added support. And so they're actually like really pretty. And as a bonus, these ones are absorbent. So like they're leak proof. So once you're like initial, once my initial like heavy bleeding ended, because I, I don't tend to bleed very long and I didn't with any of them. So like I stopped wearing pads within probably eight or nine days. I was like, I'm over these pads. And like my heavy bleeding was done with within seven days, I'd say. Um, so I was very lucky because I know it's not uncommon for women to bleed, you know, upwards to six, six weeks, like six weeks is if you're bleeding at six weeks, it's still not uncommon because you're still in the recovery period. But so I'm very lucky. But once it had slowed down after like day seven, I was just like, I'm over pads and sick of these. So I actually wore, didn't wear any pads. And because these are leak proof, they absorb a high amount of fluid. It was the best thing ever. They were amazing. Yeah. So it's like super absorbent. It's moisture wicking odor killing, like quick drying. So there was never like a wet feeling either. It was just like so comfortable and I was secure and they looked pretty and I didn't have to wear a pad. These were just like so, so great. And so like, they'll be really good too. Even, you know, once I get my period back after I wean off, wean breastfeeding, at like hopefully, you know, next year, I'll still wear them then because they can be period underwear, even though I love my diva cup. And yeah, so like this, this is Nick's underwear. So, and it's, they're called core love and I do love them and they love my core. They're so, I'm, I'm a huge convert. Like I would never have thought about buying these with Ray and Finn just because I was super, I want to say super cheap, but like, I wasn't thinking of my recovery I never bought anything like this with Frey and Finn. And I'm so, so glad that I did with me and so much so that I bought more. So I have three pairs and they're my favorite underwear to wear. We have a friend who is four years postpartum and she still wears her, her underwear, like her, her maternity maternity underwear. underwear. Yeah. But these are not maternity underwear. These are not maternity. You cannot wear these pregnant at all. They're not maternity. No, underwear. but what I'm saying is if she can wear her maternity underwear, then there's no reason why you can't wear your postpartum underwear four years after Maeve, right? Yeah, like if they if they fit, like I'm gonna wear them for as long as yeah. they yeah. Once I think once they get too big, uh, whether they're stretched out just from like pulling up or if you know, if as I, the further I further away I get postpartum, maybe I get a, my belly's not as jiggly and I, and I lose a couple of inches, which, you know, is not my goal, but if that, you know, it naturally happens, you know, whatever. But if I think it might lose kind of the support feature, if it's not fitted properly, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't buy more in a smaller size because I love this underwear. It is so comfortable. And I love this. I kind of want to try (laughs) I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. The NYX core love underwear. I, I love like I'm wearing it now and it's like, I get so excited when I'm like, Oh yes, I have clean underwear. I can wear, I can wear this underwear now. I get sad when I have to wash it, but yeah, that's now that I've had it absolutely is one of my top things that is a must have for sure is, you know, high-waisted compression underwear. Well, the thing is like, everyone's always so concerned about the baby and stuff, but we really do need to focus on ourselves 
and our recovery. Because if we recover and we're doing really well, then we can we can take care of our baby, right? So. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that is, for me personally, is so different about this pregnancy with me, is that because Fran and Finn came early and complications, I was never able to focus on myself in postpartum period. I've never, ever done that. I've always been hyper-focused on recovery of my babies um, and making sure that they are healthy, that they are growing. And yes, I'm doing that with me. Of course I am. But, um, you know, Maeve was a healthy baby, thank goodness. And, and so it's a whole new ball game. And now I was, this time I've been able to focus on my recovery, which I have never done before. And it, it, I'm, it's made a difference for sure. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.